This podcast may contain graphic and or explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners, especially kids like me. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by the Thin Blue Line for Women. In this podcast, We open up and talk about real-life issues as they relate to first responders. It's raw, it's real, and it's about time. I'm Tamara, your host. Thanks for joining me. Don't forget, you can listen to The Real Life Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank the following people for monetarily supporting the Real Life Podcast. I've got Lori, Susan, Ron, Ben, Katie, Paul, Ernest, Anne, Sherry, Cami, and Yvette. These people have opened their hearts and their wallet for at least 99 cents a month, and it is paying for the program that I use to record the guests. So thank you so much. And for all the rest of you who are supporting the podcast, just by listening and sharing it, you are all a blessing too. Thank you all. Are you looking for Thin Blue Line gear? It's available on our website at thinbluelineforwomen.com. That's thinbluelineforwomen.com. the number four, women.com. Show your support for law enforcement and get your Thin Blue Line gear today. Just click on shop at thinbluelineforwomen.com. Welcome everyone to the Real Life Podcast. My guest today is Tamara Doris. She is an author, a professor, a hypnotherapist, and a life coach. But most of all, she is a very, very good friend of mine, and I know her from California. So Tamara, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Thank you, Tam. It's wonderful to be here. I'm excited. It's so good to see you. So first of all, everyone knows that my podcast revolves around first responders or people that know first responders or work with first responders. And so um, what we're going to talk about today is mostly your, your life coach stuff, your spiritual guru-ness as I think of you. I think of you as a spiritual guru. Um, that's the meat of this podcast. I really wanted to talk about that and get deep into that because I know that every single officer or first responder out there could actually benefit from the things that you're going to talk about today. It's super important, especially in the climate that we're living in today. But but first of all, before we start any of that, introduce yourself and tell everyone who Tamara Doris is. Well, thank you for that. Um, I would say that, you know, you alluded to first responders, that's, that's uh, your audience. I can't think of a better audience to talk about spirituality, mindfulness, 
um, I can't think of a better audience because it's so important what these individuals have to endure on a daily basis. And every time you walk out of the door, you know, your life is on the line. You don't know what's happening. So I think that that probably would rate very, very high on the Rector scale for stress. Um, but a little bit more about me. I've just always been the last, I'd say, 25 years, extremely interested in human potential. I've done a lot of coaching um, for entrepreneurs. But I've also had a hypnotherapy bricks and mortar practice where I worked with people who had addictions, terminal illnesses, you know, abusive situations. And I just found that I, I really, really liked working on the stress component of it. And so it's so funny because even today, if someone comes to me and they're like, I want to, I want to boost my business, you know, what can I do? I'm going to address stress because in my opinion, in my research, if a person is stressed, they're not, they're not performing at their peak and it affects their health and everything else. So, so stress is a huge, huge component of my work. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, I see your posts on Facebook a lot about stress and about, you know, and they're deep. You're, and we'll share that with with the listeners later. How to get in touch with you and how to find you on Facebook, Twitter, etc. But your Facebook posts—they are deep. I'm serious. Well, um, well, and and thank you for that. And you know what it is is I strive. You know, everything's crazy in the world right now between just everything. Um, but I strive to really help people get deeper into their selves. Because what we do, and, and, and Facebook is a good example, is we, we talk and we post and we comment and we like and we get outraged and all of this stuff. And so my posts every day, Tamara, are designed to help people go back inside and recognize that everything going on outside of you isn't what's causing your stress as much as what you're doing with it internally. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and well internally so i have so many thoughts in life and i can't i can't settle on one it starts from stress at home and stress at work and it's it's really just about balance but how do we find that balance like where does it come from well first of all when when you said internally kind of like a question what i really want to make clear is we never get stressed about the things that happen to us we get stressed about our perception and what they mean so obviously, when we're dealing with first responders, there's a really good reason to be stressed. And uh -huh. someone, you know, my um, my yeah. nephew is a homicide detective here in Sacramento. So I mean, I I hear the things, and I know, I I understand. I mean, I don't know, but but that said, um, if we have a base level that causes us to be reactive, and I know you know this from your you know from your law enforcement training and your military training, yeah. but if we have if we have the propensity to react you know the knee-jerk reaction is not going to cut it in right, first responders. Right, it right. can't be a negative. And, and so I think a lot of times people, whether they're first responders or you know just civilians, I think that they have a trigger. And if they're not well-managed with their mindfulness, then even though they may do the first responder stuff and do it perfectly, that stress, that cortisol that's being secreted in their bodies begins to deteriorate your organs. I mean, it's serious, serious well, we yeah, stress. Cortisol is a is a killer, and I learned about that years ago. And man, it is it is some dirty stuff. Cortisol. Yeah. <laughs> well, stuff. it's 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 oxidative, so it's 
oxidative is that oh, the right word i don't know i don't know what that is like how how a car gets rusty that's oh it, uh, yeah it oxidizes your it oxidizes yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it does yeah. on our insides no joke it's really really serious and so, no, so it's so funny because i know that you know the cop shows that we watch my husband and i like to watch on netflix and, and oh, TV. Gosh, i know that's not reality yeah. i know i know i know i have i have like i said my nephew just laughs at me when i tell him i watch that um but I still see that sometimes there's first responders that have to be the tough ones. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that I would worry about the most. I mean, obviously we're talking television, but, but in real life, the ones that seem to be unfazed are the ones that I would worry about the most because that means they're keeping and stuffing their stress down inside. And you know, firsthand. Uh, from your I, was, I was just going to say my book. I, know, I remember. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, that's when it can be really, really dangerous. And it's not just dangerous for you, for your family. Um, it's dangerous for the other people that you're being a first responder to, because oh, yeah. if you're not, if you're not operating at full capacity, you know, I mean, wow, it's a, it's a no pressure, but it's a huge pressureful job. What you guys oh, yeah. do. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? When you said that, that we internalize everything and keep it all inside. I, that first thing I thought about was me and my book. Because there was there was a time there when I did just shut down. It's like I can't handle this anymore, but I but I'm gonna keep going. And the only way I can keep going is to just shut down. And you become numb and you become uh, very stoic and very like matter of fact. And and you just treat you treat the people like a piece of evidence. And it, it, that's the only way to make it through. Yeah, it I, sucks. I it's totally it. sucks. And you, I've known you for my whole career. Like, I think I met you. I met you and, and the listeners will be, um, would like to know this. I met you at a national child abuse prevention month, um, event with Mark class. And we worked three years in a row together. I, I believe. Yes. Um, yes, yeah. So that was a really long time ago. That's, I think my daughter was only five. So yeah, that was a long time ago. So you've, you knew me during all, my whole CSI career. And uh, I don't know if if you recognize any of that <laughs> in me. Uh, I don't know, but I think I think for you, um, I think you've done a really good job managing your stress. When I know things got really heavy, and I, I think part of it, a lot of it, has to do also. You had a you had a little girl at home, and a single parent. So these things, you know, this affects us, right? And this affects us when you're out there doing it. And it's like I, I think there was that point where you were like so hard you had to you had to numb out because otherwise it would be just impossible for you to conduct yourself and you had a little girl at home and I mean things that happened that you saw it was just like you couldn't even you couldn't register it and assimilate it because it was just too close to home yeah and and that's I don't know the correct term for it but it's like living two separate lives you, like yeah. I was yeah I was a cop and I was all cop 100% cop when I was at work and then when I came home I literally was not. I was just me and I was a mom, which is good. I mean, it, it's good to be that way. Um, in psychology, we call was... that compartmentalizing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, and you know what? And I'm, and I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, especially with first responders, there could be a need for that because you, you know, you, your life is on the line. Other people's lives are on the line. I don't have a problem as a mental health professional. I don't have a problem with people compartmentalizing so that they can function, but boy, they need to take that downtime. They need to, they need to go on a retreat or get a massage 
or or have a counselor or you know i know a lot of a lot of these departments have their own on-site counseling mm -hmm. uh, but but do do the thing that you need to do to take care of your mental health because otherwise you know you're you're potentially hurting everyone around you well it's also like that you know cup overflowing if you have a cup and you just keep pouring water into it if you don't empty it and you know drink it drink it once in a while you know empty it out it's just going to overflow well you and rather would talk and get it out and you do and the other analogy that i love that goes hand in hand with what you just said is you can't you can't now i forgot you can't pour water from an empty cup so so you have to take oh. care of yourself first Oh yeah, yeah. Or an empty well, but but you just have oh, to take yeah. care of yourself first, and otherwise, otherwise you just burn yourself out. You're, but you're, so, it's burnout. so that cup works for both analogies. Right, that's true. Yeah. So so okay, you you're an author, a professor, a hypnotherapist. Talk a little bit more about the hypnotherapy. Like, is that a good thing for for law enforcement? I think it's fine. I think, I think so. So the short answer is when I was, I thought I was going to be a psychotherapist, and then I after I finished my first degree, I'm like, you know what, there's too many rules and regulations. And I'm a little bit of a rebel um, <laughs> and a Renaissance woman. And I'm like, don't tell me I can't do this with a client, but, but they're so, they're so strict. The board is so strict. So I uh -huh. thought I'm not going to be a therapist. I'm just going to get my master's in something else and just do coaching and writing. So along that path, I decided to get um, certified in hypnotherapy because I recognize that I still to this day agree with this, that 99% of our thinking is unconscious. And the problems that we have, the self-sabotaging that we have, the bad habits that we have, some of the things that we just don't even see about ourselves because we're just so, you know, we're so tunnel vision, it's about subconscious programming. So I think hypnotherapy is great for anyone the reason I hesitated when you said, is it good now, is because the answer now is you don't need to pay all that money to have someone hypnotize you. I mean, like a couple hundred dollars a session. You don't need that. You can actually you can actually like I do custom hypnotherapy. Then you can listen every night or you can just go do a Google search and say, like, you know, hypnotherapy for stress and just buy the recording. So, so I think. Yeah. Is it kind of like just a meditation process? See, that's the other thing is hypnotherapy. It has different arms to it, different branches, um, but you can't, it is kind of like a guided, a guided meditation. Something in my books I call metacreation, um, which is finding your brain waves at a lowered state, imagining something that you want to transpire and then getting excited so that the chemicals come through your body as if you already had what you're imagining. Yeah. Okay. What you just said, you're probably not going to be able to repeat it, but those are the things you always post on Facebook. I yeah. love it about your, so about your, yeah, your brain. And, and, and you're always talking about, you know, see yourself as you want to be and see where you, you know, and then it's going to really happen because it's all neurons firing positivity and, and, over and over. And quantum physics. Yeah. Talk about uh, that. Well, we live in an energetic universe and, uh -huh. and what science has discovered about a hundred years ago, but they argue about it still, is that even at the most um, minute level, anything is an atom. And when you take atoms apart, it's just energy. It's electrons and, and photons, and that's all it is. And that's my hand, that's your, your radio studio, that's outside the trees, it's everything, including us. So if we are all energy under this big microscope, we're really, you know, we're really just cells of the universe.
like C-E-L-L-S. We're just mm-hmm. all connected and interconnected. So if there's no sol- if there's no solid form, there's nothing solid. It just seems like it with our illusion, with our neurons and the things that we think, then it's not impossible for me to say, um, I want to be in Africa a year from now on a vacation. Even if it's like the last thing in the world is going to happen and the universe will conspire in our favor if we do all the other things right. Wow. Africa, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know why so, I said that. I'm just thinking of it as <laughs> I know. So how how does God fit into this or or does he? God is the universe. Okay, so that's what I'm that's oh, what I'm Absolutely. Because, because absolutely. there are a lot of people out there who who might be thinking, what is all this neuroscience metaphysical guru talk? Like where does God fit in this? Honestly. So the the, the short answer is Science is now proving what spiritual masters have been teaching forever. And so I, because of of being in the, in the business, in the corporate coaching, mostly I knew, I knew that I couldn't come across with, with, you know, religious things. Um, But I knew the science. Mm -hmm. so, So basically the science is basically just proving what's always been known. So God fits into this because God is it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's what it is. You know, Albert Einstein, when, when someone asks, is there any such thing as, you know, big bang and, and, and chaos. And he's like, no, God did not play dice with the universe. (laughs) Every single thing that happens is an electromagnetic reaction or initiation. And, And so when you look at it that way, everything Everything is possible. Anything is possible, but it's up to us and how we perceive things to how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So what do you recommend for first responders or families of first responders that, that, that have a lot of stress in their lives for, for, for any reason for, I mean, if it's a police officer or a fireman or, or anybody like that, who's under pressure or under stress from work or a family member of a first responder that's under pressure because of their work. What do you recommend if they if they don't want to go to counseling? Because some departments, right? Yes, they have. Yes, they have counseling, but some departments they frown on it, or or it, it's they just don't want to be seen as weak, and so they won't go to the department. Yeah, they won't go to the department. So how how can these these people get? get better if they're not going to step forward and go to counseling. Is there a way they can like get online or can they contact you? It'd be, you could be a life coach or like how, how do sure, they do sure, that? Sure, 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 sure. But, but my first, my first thing would be, and, and this is how I work exactly with clients and I'll just, you know, offer this complimentary to your listeners is the first thing you have to do is identify your stress because you could be walking around with stress and not even know, you you might think it's from your job or a situation that you got fender bender, but what it really boils down to is you're still mad at your mother-in-law for something, you know, last week. So really identifying the stress, just as, you know, and for this, we have to stop and we have to sink inside ourselves, maybe close our eyes, take a few breaths and be like, what is bothering me? We have to understand that stress is fear. Stress is absolutely 100% fear. What is fear? Huh. Okay. It's when it's when the amygdala in our brain is alerted and that's when the cortisol comes out. What is the fear? The fear that we can't handle whatever we're experiencing. I'm writing all this down. I love learning about this. Okay, so but, so just awesome. okay. just understand that stress 
is the body's fear response and what it's fearing is that it can't handle whatever's coming. This is why people get stressed at work. Like I'm not going to get it done. Why, why a first responder. And again, I, you know, much honor to them. I have no idea what it would be like, but if you go onto a, on a, you go to a, a, a scene and it's something that's beyond that boggles your mind, you know, you have to just stop and understand that this is how you respond is going to have everything to do with it. If you react then obviously, and you guys know this, you're trained in this, right? You're trained to not like freak out. But okay, pause for a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that, okay, let, let, let's just put me, for example, I go to a crime scene and I'm in my brain on my way there thinking, oh my gosh, this is stressing me out. How am I going to handle this? Okay. So I'm stressed. What do I do on my way there to alleviate some of that stress? I don't, so, I can't call you on the phone at that moment. I can't no, book a, no. a drive through counselor's office on my way there. I mean, what do I do? No, but I will tell you, that's an excellent question. And one of the things I'm certified in that we didn't mention is EFT. And oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Okay. The emotional freedom technique is something I've been certified in for probably, oh gosh, almost 20 years now. So I learned from the, the inventor of it himself. And I will tell you that it has been proven um, in war vets, like Vietnam vets and you know the different wars who have just seen things that are unbelievable, um, horrific. They, in just a few sessions, have gotten rid of their post-traumatic stress syndrome. Wow. So, so I would tell any first responders that are listening to this or who are families of them, when you feel the stress and it's a situational stress, like a crime scene mm-hmm. or a chase or whatever, just you can just do EFT on, on yourself. And we'll mention my books really? later. Yeah. And I talk about and I teach you how to do EFT or you could just do a Google search. You don't even have to read a book. Wow. Yeah. EFT. It What it does is it there are certain meridian points on your body. And what EFT does is it 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 relieves the energy of the cortisol so that your body is no longer experiencing the flood of stress. Is that the tapping thing? It's the tapping thing. And, and so, so can you walk us through it? Like, what, what do you do? What do we do? Sure. Sure. Well, you start by identifying the stressor. Okay. So let's say say it out loud. I'm on my way to a crime scene. Okay. And, and it's going to be horrible. Um, and so we would tap on the side of our hand saying, Mm -hmm. even though I'm afraid of what I'm going to see, I still love and accept myself. And you would do that three times. And then you would use your trigger. And you would just tap on various parts of your face and your head saying things like, this is going to be horrible. How am I going to handle it? I'm so scared. I don't want to see this. And you just tap all over and you just do a couple of times. And again, you can just do Google search and find the, the exact diagram. Very easy. The places um, to tap, you mean? Yeah, I can, yeah. I can see you and you're tapping on your, on your face, but the listeners don't know that. So, okay. Right, right, right. So Google so, it and find it. Google it and find it real easy. Okay. But basically, it it will it will relieve the physicality of the stress that you're feeling. So then you can go in and you can you can do what you need to do and you can get it done. EFT is short term because it's just going to resolve the stress of that moment. Now, like I said, like I said, um, Vietnam vets have used it successfully where they don't have to use it anymore. But what we're talking about here is situational, because I would say especially someone that's a first responder is then you would want to follow up with meditating, journaling, metacreating, you know, doing, doing the other things to, to help you. The short answer for how to get rid of stress is to think about things that don't stress you out. 
what we do, <laughs> I know, but what we do as a society, our brain has been designed to help us be aware of danger. Mm-hmm. So it is always on alert. What's wrong? There's got to be something I need to worry about. There's got to be something going on. It's so hard for us to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to have such a beautiful time next week doing this and that. I know. What's wrong with us? I know. Well, it's just our brain. It, it's how it's how we were designed so that we could survive. Well, yeah. The human body is designed to survive. So, so the, okay. But the best answer is to think about something that you want instead of thinking about something you don't want. It's always the best answer. Okay, so the difference between hypnotherapy and EFT, make sure I got this right. Hip hypnotherapy, that's something you can do and it alleviates the stress long term, right? But EFT is just a temporary uh situational type so of a thing. So hypnotherapy is reprogramming the subconscious mind. Could be short term or long term. Okay, reprogramming. Okay. Reprogramming the subconscious mind. Okay. EFT is a is called energy psychology and EFT is a way to re- reduce and relieve the physical and emotional components of stress at that moment in time at that moment in time but it can also i mean i've had someone like say for example who who had a domestic violence situation and it was very horrific and she had post traumatic stress syndrome so i had to work with her uh, probably like five or six times this was back in my brick and mortar days I, and, and I combined, I combined EFT with hypnotherapy, but we got rid of it long term. So, so it can be long term. What I'm saying is, you were asking about on my way to a crime scene, you know, stressed out. EFT is the quickest way I know to just get you back on an even keel. And it also, it's interesting that when you were talking about EFT and driving to a crime scene, you were you were saying something negative, but then replacing it with something positive. Yes. So one of the things we're, so whatever you're upset about, like, let's just say let's, and this works too for like, say you're nervous, you're going on a first date. What you would do when you're first tapping your hands is talk about, even though I'm so nervous about this date, I love and accept myself. You do that a few times when you're tapping on your face and your head, you're going to talk about the worst things possible. Oh God. I might have broccoli in my teeth. I might say the wrong thing. What if I do this? What if I do this? And you just talk yourself, you kind of talk yourself off the ledge. Um, And if it's a really serious issue, then it's good to have a practitioner to help you. But, But my thing is, and sharing this is for anyone who's like on their way to a crime scene or having a really tense, you know, an interview experience or anything like that. Just start tapping. It doesn't matter. You can't get it wrong. If you're tapping and you're tapping on the spots when you do a Google search, you're not going to get it wrong. It doesn't matter if you say the right things or not for short terms. So how, how in the world is that working? I don't understand. I know, I know, I know that, that it's, it's working partly because you're, you're saying something positive, but you just said, even if we say it wrong, it's still going to work. Why, why is that? Is it energy? It's not the positiveness. So, so basically the, the places that we tap in, Uh And acupuncture are known as meridian points. Oh, it's and a we meridian know, point. We know from acupuncture from okay. thousands of years that, okay. that tapping on these certain points relieves blocked energy. Oh. And when we, when we have fear and trauma um, and stress, that blocks energy. So what we're really doing is we're releasing the energy. Oh, okay. That makes more sense to me. That's amazing. How That's interesting. interesting. 
next time I'm stressed, I'm doing it. And, and, and whoever laughs at me in the car next to me, <laughs> what is she doing tapping all over her face? My husband is <laughs> me. If he, sometimes if he gets a little road rage and he's driving too fast, I'm, I'm sitting over there doing EFT and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. no road rage. That's so funny. I, we haven't seen that in Tennessee, but yeah, it's in California everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Okay, Tamara, we are going to take just a quick break. And when we come back, I would love to talk about your books. You've written 21 books. Is that correct? I have. Unbelievable. I think I've only read three. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. That's okay. (laughs) 21. My gosh, where have I been? Um, But there's one that you wrote about Morty. And I really want to talk about that because that's a really good book as a part one and a part two. And it's funny and entertaining but, but real at the same time. So we'll be right back. Are you interested in CSI or forensics? The Forensic Science Academy program has been recognized as the premier training program completely dedicated to students who are launching their forensic career. The Academy offers specialized hands-on training modules in basic and advanced crime scene investigation, forensic photography, fingerprint identification and classification, crime scene management, and coroner investigations. Instruction is offered in the form of weekend workshops, online courses, webinars, and seminars. Training at the Academy of Forensic Science will give students the competitive edge employers and agencies are looking for when hiring. Past graduates are now working as crime scene investigators, private investigators, forensic pathologists, coroner investigators, forensic nurses, forensic accountants, and even criminalists. The courses are taught by forensic professionals who are experts in the field and hold membership in the International Association for Identification and other professional forensic organizations. For more information, visit ForensicScienceAcademy.org. Again, that's ForensicScienceAcademy.org. There is so much more to a police officer's badge, to any badge, that all first responders wear. But that's what the world sees, a badge. What's behind and beyond that badge is what people need to know, the person. In the book, Behind and Beyond the Badge, Volume 1, award-winning author Donna Brown takes you to those places that few see. First responders have opened their hearts and shared what it's truly like to do their jobs, their favorite parts of the job, and their toughest career-defining moments and the impact it has on their families. They're human just like you and each faces all that life has to offer, good and bad. Included in this book, are law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMS personnel, 911 dispatchers, crime scene and forensic technicians, and victim advocates. All what Donna Brown calls her village of first responders. So this book, along with volume two, are perfect for those who are thinking about becoming a first responder, those who have family or friends who are first responders, and those who want to know more, and for those who are suspect of the law enforcement profession. So go to amazon.com right now, grab the books, volume one and volume two, Behind and Beyond the Badge, written by author Donna Brown. You will not be sorry. 
All right, we're back with Tamara. So you've written 21 books. I have. Um, I And I do own some of them. <laughs> I have read some of them. First of all, let me ask you, when was your first book? Like what year? What got you into writing in the first place? And 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 like, what's your niche? Like, what do you write about? Just go for it. Okay, so, so in a nutshell, um, I fell in love with writing because of John Boy Walton when I was 11. And I wanted, I wanted to grow up and I wanted to be a writer and I wanted to be a professor, which I can say I am both of those now. So thank you, John Boy Walton. Um, <laughs> but basically, I've just always written. My mom will tell you that I started writing and doing little cartoons when I was a kid. I wrote my first book of poetry when I was probably maybe 12. Um, yeah. And then I wrote I wrote a couple like novels, but never published them or anything. And then um I wrote when I was in my master's degree, uh, my master's program, I wrote a book on sales as part of my dissertation. And then I did Girl Gets World. As I have that book. I know that's so old. It so, is old. So, I love it so, though. Um, thank you. So basically, I guess, I guess I've always written. If you, you know, you just know when you're, when you start loving something that young, that it's just something you were meant to do. And, and I think, I think if you were asking me about my what I write about, it's always the same thing, even if it's a novel, a paranormal novel, a self-help, whatever. And it's always about the greatest potential of our minds. So even even like, you know, my comedy, my spiritual guru one, mm -hmm. the comedy, comedy ones, um, it seems <laughs> like it's about a real estate agent who who drinks too much wine and does yoga and gets herself in all this trouble. But really throughout the journey, it's really about her understanding the power of visualization and the power of meditating. And she takes readers along with them on her hilarious journey because I wanted to, to make it where people could laugh at themselves because we do, we do have a hard time resisting a cheeseburger, you know, or, <laughs> or, or fries. If I remember you, well, I'm going to pause you really quick because I'm holding those two books, secrets of a spiritual guru and then more secrets of a spiritual guru. And I loved these books so much. So all you listeners out there, if there's any two books of Tamara's that I want you to read, it's those. And I know you have more that you're going to say that they should read, but these are hilarious. Thank you. And, and any books we're talking about here, they're people funny. who have Kindle Unlimited, they're free. I make mm -hmm. my books free on Kindle Unlimited. And what I, you're not aware of is that the third and the final in that series came out. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's on Kindle and it's I I think you'll love it because I had no idea you wrote a third one. It wraps it all up. Yep. Oh good. Oh good, good, good. I'm excited. Yay. So um I think one of my favorite books of I I think I, I would have to say I have three favorites. The first would be The Law of Distraction, um, and The Art of Intention. And that is because it's it's a kind of not a satire, but it takes a comical look. And it helps people who are like not into quantum physics or neuroscience. It helps them better understand it. So that was one approach. Then I wrote a book called Imagine That, which is the power of imagination. And that's a little more metaphysical, but it's very much in a conversational style. So that one has probably more reviews than any of my books, I think. Oh, wow. Um, and then my last one that I just wrote called Mind Over Matter. And the reason that that one is so near and dear to my heart is because I, I finally, after all these books, came out of the closet and told my story of, of abuse and, and tragedy and things that I've had to endure 
in order to get to where I am because I've never really shared my story before. So the second half of it is all about the science um, and spirituality of using mind over matter. But I wanted to share my memoir at the beginning just to show people that I'm not just like, you know, regurgitating things I read. It's like, I did this stuff. Right, so right. If I, if I can get here, you can too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, can you talk about the 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 more the one with Morty in it? Because that's I love that one. Yeah, the law of distraction. This so, is a comedy book. Yeah, it's funny. It, re- it really is. It's funny, but it helps you as well. Right. Well, that's that's the idea. But you know, my goal I think is to tell this stuff that I talk about in every venue and format that I can come up with. And since I'm a writer, I do it through writing. I mean, I do it through novels. I do it through funny. I do it through serious. I, you know, that's what I do. Um, But so that book basically is about an angel who is in training, who came to me when I was on my yoga mat or in my bathtub, used to go back and forth, back and forth. um, And I just downloaded insights from, and I, I was on a radio show maybe three years ago and this woman said, so do you see Morty? And, you know, and I was like, this is kind of, it's kind of fiction. I mean, I do definitely <laughs> meditate and get these ideas and downloads, but, but I mean, she really believed that there was an angel coming out of my office with a flower and Hawaiian shirt on. I'm like, not exactly. So it's just, it's comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Comedy self-help. Comedy self-help. Yeah. And, and that's now when I wrote Marin's journey, my first book back in 2014, it, it was, it was my first go at writing and you were my role model and you endorsed that book. So I really appreciate that. So for all you listeners who, uh, who have read Marin's journey, Tamara in the beginning of the book has, you know, has endorsed that. And so thank you for that. But you are my role model when it comes to writing. And I, I, I can see a lot of myself in your style of writing in Marin's journey, because I, I liked your, uh, the way your characters talk into their breath and they're so, you know, just, I just funny. I just love reading your books. Thank you. And that was a good book. I was really impressed. That was your first novel. Oh gosh. Everyone wants to write. Everyone wants me to write a follow up to through my eyes. And I keep telling everyone I can't like, that's that this is not a novel. It's, it's stuff I went through. I'm glad I got it out and I'm done. Like, I don't ever want to revisit that ever again. There is no more coming out of that book. <laughs> the end. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. end. Um, okay. Tamara, where can people find you online? Well, people can find me at tamaradoris.com, which is two R's in Doris. Um, my first name spelled just like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can just, they can, if they want to read my books or check out my books, just go to amazon.com and do a, a, a search on me. Um, yeah. And like I said, most of my books uh, are on Kindle Unlimited for free. So meaning you can just, the lending library, you could just read them. Are all 21 of your books on Amazon? Pretty much. There's a few that started um, that are out of print now. Okay that what I did was I just made them where they're just Kindle books only because oh, okay. they, they ran out of print from 15 years ago. Um, okay. But yeah, but you don't want to read any of those that are super old. <laughs> Why not? Look for, look for ones that are in the last. Well, because I mean, like I talk in sales and things like that. I talk about oh, that's, technology. That's true. Things that, that's just outdated. Yeah, that's true. But the mind stuff, that never that never gets old. No, it won't. It's, it's very timely. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you just shared. 
I really do hope that whoever's listening, whether it be first responder, family of first responder, friend of first responder, that they kind of listen to this again or get their friends to listen to this because you really do have a lot of insight about the mind and stress and how to balance your life and things like that. You really do. I mean, you've, you're a life coach as well. So it, it, so let me ask you this. If somebody did want to contact you about you being their life coach, can they do that? Is that possible? How do they do that? Sure. Just go to TamaraDoris.com. Oh, so it's all on there. Okay. All on there. Wonderful. Okay. You're a blessing to me. I appreciate you. You're a blessing to me too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. The Real Life Podcast was recorded and is being made available by Anchor.fm and its affiliates solely for the informational and entertainment purposes. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions provided and or expressed on the Real Life Podcast are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and are responsible for all show content and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the agencies and communities that the guests may serve. Some parts of the Real Life Podcast may contain adult content intended for people who are 18 years of age or older. Please listen responsibly.